0: This is episode number 17 with Killian and Sean Duclay.
1: Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless
2: stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation.
1: And now,
0: here's your host Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Dave Brown here from American Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We have a special treat for you today. Uh, Killian and Sean Duclay. These are two young men who are absolutely passionate about sailing, and they've taken their passion to an entirely new level by using sailing as a means of therapy for our veterans. Our guests on this episode never served in the military, and to be quite honest, they're, they're barely old enough to even vote. But what they're doing to fight the unseen battle of PTSD and veteran suicide right here in this country is nothing short of exceptional. Their organization is called Sail Ahead, and they take veterans and their families out on the sea with a fresh air and camaraderie works at healing those dangerous unseen wounds of war. Now listen in as Barb Allen talks to these remarkable young men.
3: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. Hello, thank you. So we are here with Sean and Killian Duclay. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And your organization, Sail Ahead, is what we're here to talk about today. You guys have started this organization. I really can't wait to get into all this and start asking you questions and share this story because what you do—you take veterans out. I went on the, uh, you know, I used my nifty research skills. I went mm-hmm. on your and your website. Your mission is healing wounded veterans through sailing in all weather and all seasons. But you have also now expanded that mission to include spreading PTSD and suicide awareness in our, in our veteran community. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, correct.
3: So Perfect. let me just go to the question that I'm burning to ask. You all, you all kind of look like you could be my son. So, so how old are you?
2: Um, I'm Sean, I'm 18, and I, uh, I graduated high school a couple months ago.
3: Congratulations.
2: Thank you yeah, and, uh my name is Killian and i uh I'm twenty years old and i'm going to be uh, a junior in college now, so
3: Wow, so what are you going to college for?
2: um I'm double majoring in uh applied mathematics and uh atmospheric and ocean science.
3: Why not? Because one major would be too boring. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? What are your plans for the fall?
2: I'm going to go to a community college to stay close so I can continue to sail ahead and I'm going to study history there.
3: Love it. Love it. So, what I have to ask, what inspired you to to start this organization? I mean, you don't just say, hey, when you know, when they get upset, I'm going to start this crazy organization. We're going to use really expensive outlets <laughs> to, to help our veterans. I mean,
1: yeah. So,
3: and how did this happen?
1: So true enough
2: on Long Island, access to the water is not cheap, Yeah. but uh, luckily enough, we were, our parents are sailors. They love sailing. So they taught us to sail from a young age and, um, we started sailing in the winter around 2013 mm-hmm. and we wanted to invite. You
3: started sailing in the winter?
1: Yeah. That's a yeah. great time
2: to start. We, we've, been, we've been sailing all our lives really. And, uh. For us here in New York, the sailing season is too short because you know in the winter it's cold. There are it's snow.
1: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we
2: only have we only really, yeah, so we only really have two months to sail. You know, in the summer. So I mean, we've been sailing all our lives, but we just we don't stop when fall comes around. You know, we keep sailing even through yeah. the winter. And I mean, like it, it's a it's a healthy addiction. Okay. Yeah,
3: so if you I mean but I like, I like the phrase writing that down we'll
2: use it <laughs> sailing in the winter is really attractive to us I mean we're adrenaline junkies so we search that I mean the adrenaline rush and the excitement of sailing in the winter like you said it, I mean it's pretty crazy to think about it and that's why we don't think about it too much but um, <laughs> you know when you're sailing and it's snowing and then to get like when the beach becomes a snowy beach you know it, it's uh, it, it's very surreal but the reason why we sail in the winter is because of the extremity, the adrenaline rush. And for us, sailing is therapeutic. You know, I always say that when I'm sailing, I never remember that math test that I just flunked. You know, so so that, that was the basis. That's how we started um, with the idea of bringing veterans involved, because we learned that at least 22 veterans at the time commit suicide daily in the United States. And in our county, Suffolk County alone we have uh, 79,000 veterans so obviously not all of them need help but there is a vast uh, number of veterans in our county and so we we figured you know we'd reach out to this community and uh, right from the first sale i mean sean was with the, a vietnam navy veteran and it was a, uh, I mean it was very impactful and, and we knew immediately that sailing was therapeutic yeah the the first veteran we took sailing as Ken said was vietnam war era and he, uh, he told us he was 100% handicapped because of his PTSD and he was going to therapy for 20 years for his PTSD. Wow. So, uh, well, we started in the winter, as Ken said, but we started on Hobie Cat 16s, which means there are 16 foot boats and they're kind of small, especially in the winter because you want to be as far from the water as possible, yeah. which, yeah.
1: <laughs> so... Like, so like and like inside the house, yeah. yeah. So,
2: so we went out. It was cold and uncomfortable, so we we were concerned that this might not have been a great idea to take a seventy-year-old man sailing on a sixteen-foot boat in the snow. Okay. But when we got back on the beach, he uh, he came up to us and he gave us a hug, and then he started to cry and. We joined him, but we didn't know why, but we were crying with him. And uh, then he told us that that was the best therapy he's ever had.
3: Wow. Are you in touch with him today?
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, He travels all over the place, but ever since that weekend, he's come to us every weekend since. And then uh, just recently, he's been traveling around the world, so he's not with us, but he's, uh, yeah, he stayed with us for a while. He was living uh, in Huntington for, I think, 20 years. And then we started going sailing, and I think it, I think it turned his life around because now he's, he's going all over the place.
3: That is amazing. So you took this one veteran out, and from there you realized the impact that that made on his life, and you said, Hey, yep. I think we're on to something. Let's
2: do this. We, we more or less took sailing for granted until then mm-hmm. because we grew up around sailing, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we didn't realize just – how much of an impact it really could have on someone who needs it. Like you said,
1: yeah. yep.
3: So then, I mean, it, it couldn't have all just fallen into place. You had to put a lot of work into this to <laughs> yeah. make this yeah. organization happen. Tell us about that startup. So from, from the day that that you took that first veteran out to today, where you have uh, events, let's take a veteran sailing events. Mm. Now I see you just did one out in Washington too, right? So yeah. you're not even just in New York. You've really expanded in just this short period of time. How did that happen from the, from the first sale to starting your... Let's start with there. So how did you go from that first sale to actually starting that organization?
2: So at, at that point, um, we wanted to help more. And uh, on one 16-foot boat, that was not enough. So we started collecting the... Uh, crappier boats (laughs) that people just wanted to give away and we took those we did a little work on them and then that's how we started our fleet and uh so we went two three boats at a time and then summer came around and that's big boat season so we started contacting uh other veteran service veterans organizations like the american legion uh new york state marine corps New York State Trooper, Marine Corps Association, and associations like that. And they sent us veterans, and we started sailing. And for the first two years, it wasn't anything very big because, uh, well, I mean, we were fairly young. I was uh, 14, so uh, I had no idea where to go from there. But uh, then... So who's...
3: I got to stop right there. So, So these veterans come on down and they say, Hey, we're going to get on a boat. They get on a boat with you two.
1: Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: they've never met you before. There are these men and women coming out from nowhere. They're going to get on the boat probably in some monsoon <laughs> or tropical storm or in the winter, or maybe there's sharks around or whatever. If you guys arrange it the way you seem to like it. Right. And they get on the boat, like with these kids, uh, you were kids at, you know, then. And so, you have something about you that these people just trust that you clearly know your way around a boat, you know your way around the water and you have this confidence that these people are willing to just put their all, all of their faith in you. I mean, is that, that's a pretty overwhelming responsibility you have right there. I mean, I have four, I have boys. I when they're 14. They're not thinking, man, I love you boys, but they weren't like thinking necessarily. (laughs) you know, hey, let's take on this massive, massive
1: responsibility. Well, well I mean so
3: how did you do that? How did you gain their confidence or their trust or did you not even think about it? You just
2: did it? Well yeah, at the well yeah, at the time we definitely we weren't thinking bigger picture at all. We had no idea that this could really take up I mean pick up and uh you know yeah, at first we had a lot of people of course take into consideration that we looked like, you know, twelve year olds and we weren't far from being twelve, but um The only way I can think about it now, from my perspective now, is that these veterans who came to us who needed help, I mean, they weren't much older than us when they were even deployed, you know, 18, 19 years old. Now I'm 20 years old. Sean is 18 now. Uh, So when they see people, kids like us, seeking this adrenaline rush and, you know given what they had in the military, their camaraderie, you know, someone constantly covering their sticks, um, you know, I mean, people in the military are trained to do things at such extremities and their, uh, their skills are heightened to a level like no one else, you know, on the earth. So when we put veterans who need help in these situations, it's like, you know, a lot of people are scared, like, oh, you know, you don't want to, push them too much but they're used to that and so they're really attracted to what we do and at first granted you know first of all for something to be therapeutic um it has to be recurring so each veteran we took out sailing you know at first we didn't have you know 20 veterans who we take sailing but more like five or six but they'd come every weekend and that was the goal is for it to for sailing to heal versus just a, you know we okay. didn't want, yeah we didn't yeah, we didn't want like, all right. By the end of this month, we'll take a hundred veterans sailing. It's like more like we need to help a hundred veterans through a longer period of time. And I mean, honestly, from the beginning, we had nothing, uh, no goals ahead of us set. Um, so one thing led to another. We met new people. We got in touch with more sailors. So they joined the Sail Ahead uh, team, so to speak. And uh, within three or four years, we got more uh, responsible for a thousand veteran outings to the water. Um, and part of how we do that is also, you know, we only have so many boats and Sean and I are only two sailors. So we, what we try and do like with the event in uh, Washington
1: mm-hmm.
2: or the event we're having, uh, in know, in a week, um, let's take a veteran sailing event is we kind of act like brokers where we connect local veterans with local sailors. So we, awesome. on Long Island, there are a lot of sailboats that aren't being used. And uh, we just try to connect the veterans with sailors, and uh, they take it off on their own kind of thing. Yeah, because uh, like Ken said before, there are seventy nine thousand veterans in Suffolk County, and a sixteen foot boat isn't exactly big enough. Big enough?
3: <laughs> <laughs> nope, that would be a little a little bit crowded there.
1: <laughs> okay. So
3: that so now that's how that's how it goes. So you put the word out, and you have volunteers from the community come forward and say, "We will take." veteran sailing. How do you work that out with all the you know the annoying like legalities and red tape? Do you have issues with that? I mean do these people have to sign off? Have you run into trouble or not trouble, but headaches with all of that?
1: Yeah. Sorry,
2: so yeah, a couple skippers, sailors. So a skipper is a you know a, a sailor in charge
1: tra- Okay.
2: Yeah, a skipper yeah <laughs> is someone in charge of a sailboat and um or drives a sailboat. And uh they and yeah, so some people have come to us and then they've had some concern and then, you know, they're really, um, some people, they really go as far as to say, oh, what happens when a veteran has an episode or, you know, they go AWOL or whatever. Yeah.
1: And to that, um,
2: we always just respond, uh, you know, in the end, all these veterans that we're helping, all these people we are helping are humans, you know, they all have a heart. They were all like us at one point. So they're in a bad place right now, but it doesn't mean you know to treat them like monsters and then yeah, so we had some people who just questioned about uh, you know insurance and all that, but um before every event, so obviously when we first started, we had none of that <laughs> um but at every event, we have liability uh, waivers that are signed, and uh for the skipper side for the sailors they have they have to sign a code of conduct, making sure that they don't ask you know dumb questions like. How many people did you kill or, you know,
1: okay. you know, I,
2: I know. because uh, it's something uh, if a veteran has PTSD and they come sailing with us, they're seeking therapy. So in other words, they're th- seeking refuge from something and that's something is safe to assume. It most likely has to do with their military career. So we don't want to bring that up if they're trying to escape from it. Sure. Now it's if they bring it up, we encourage them to continue to talk about it, but we don't ask them if they killed anybody, because that may not be what they want to talk about while they're sailing. Yeah. And by the way, we are not medical experts at all, and we don't claim to be. It's just that we kind of go at it as the common sense approach, and that, that might sound naive coming from a 20-year-old, but um, you know, if if there's this guy who, is, who served your country, served for you, and he's come back home, and he's left for dead, so to speak, then you know, you're going to help them out whether they have problems or not. And, uh, and going back to the liability issue. Um, yeah, a lot of people, they, they just don't, they don't know how to feel about it. And that when they see two teenagers, I guess, uh, at the front here, they kind of stay quiet on the issue. I mean, when it comes to that, so like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so we did, uh, we did write up a, uh, like Karen said, a waiver yeah. and, um, we had a friend of ours who's a lawyer check it out and he said, it's good. So, but we, we only did that like a couple of years ago. Uh, our first big event, when we first started to expand from our little outings of five vets is, um... We we got we got a response back from the Northport VA after two years of trying, and uh, they said, "All right, let's have an event." So uh, so we had uh, we invited the local sailing school to volunteer some boats, and we also had uh, another sailing school, and we had four boats and a little powerboat just in case someone gets hurt, we could take them back to land. And uh, it was. Such a huge success. It's like nothing we've had before. It was a small fleet of four boats, but they were the big boats. And uh, it was with the VA, so it was a, an official thing, and we felt very much like professionals at that point. Uh so that I think was another turning point because after that we we started realizing the potential of big events, not uh necessarily in a healing aspect, but in a way to spread PTSD and suicide awareness and also to spread awareness for sale ahead. Because for many of the people at the VA, um, from that first outing, they're, they're still with us today, two years later, and they're, they come regularly, once a week. So we've, we learned that although there are so many people who need help, it's more likely that the people that need help are the ones kind of staying in their homes, not reaching out. So what's important is that At these events, we really try to spread the word about who we are so that people who need help can realize that there is a way for them to find help. Um, And like I say, it's a group therapy session that's forced because uh, you can't very well leave the room because there's water all around you. So you're forced to stay in that group therapy session. And uh, because you have to work as a team to get the boat to move, you're forced to interact with the people, otherwise you just float and drift away. So it's like um it's a very effective way to get people talking. <laughs>
3: yeah. Again, these guys they don't necessarily know each other before they get on that boat that day.
2: Not necessarily, no. Usually if they all come from the VA, then they do know each other beforehand. Yeah. But uh, at the bigger events like the one we're having in a week, we're gonna have a hundred and Maybe 180 plus participants, so that means veterans plus their spouses or children, and uh, they come from. We we're gonna have 30 of them are homeless, coming from a shelter in Manhattan. We have some from the Green Lawn American Legion, some from the Northport VA. So uh, some of them know each other, but by the end of the event, they all
1: know each other. Mm.
3: So how did you arrange this event that's coming up? How did that come to happen?
1: Um, The first thing I can remember is really like why we wanted to have it in the first place.
2: We wanted something where we can kind of ground ourselves, ground sail ahead um, and get our message across. We wanted to really connect veterans with sailors and raise PTSD and veteran suicide awareness. So we talked with, um, through a friend we met uh we we got in touch with uh, some Yacht club members at Center Port Yacht Club and uh, the idea just spread and it went straight up to the Commodore, the Vice Commodore, um, you know, and and they were they loved our idea to have just a, an event to sail with the veterans. And that's how it just became to uh really? let yeah, and from there. How many
3: boats will be there at this event? To have hundred and eighty people? How many boats do you need?
1: We're probably gonna well uh, our goal is fifty. We think it's
2: going to go a little bit over fifty boats, but fifty is the goal. So yeah. They
3: get there that day. Are they are they pre-assigned a boat, or is it? We'll take ten people here. We take six people. No, there?
2: no. everything that that's where the work on on us. Like we're not doing much sailing anymore. But
3: oh, that that's <laughs> what
1: suppose, right.
2: But, so yeah, we do all the we do as much as we can beforehand. So yeah, we get. All the veterans' names are contacts, all the skippers' name, all the boats, and we do that beforehand. Yeah, we ask a skipper how many people he thinks he can fit on his boat, and then uh, he says three, for example, and we look at the veterans' roster, and we see a father with two of his kids, so we put him on that boat. And uh, we, we try and connect the dots because uh, we try and make it... We make our events, like Kilian said, uh, so that we can try and connect the sailing community with the veterans community. Because, again, we can't take everyone sailing, but we don't necessarily want to. We just want people who need help to get the help that they need. So, by, for example, we once had uh, a member who was a Vietnam vet connect with a very young marine vet. So, uh, two completely different generations. Uh, one from the sailing community, one from the veterans community. And then they connected and they just kept going sailing after that.
3: Oh, that's great.
2: That's exactly what we want. Yeah, Actually, that, that's, that gentleman from the Vietnam era, he's a double Purple Heart recipient. And the Marine, he was a, a captain in the Marines and he, he, he did a uh, a tour in Iraq and Afghanistan and two tours in Afghanistan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they they tell me even to this day. And that's all we look for. That's all we want. So that was a
1: success. You
3: know, yeah. I would say Vietnam veterans, I have, uh, such, such a soft spot for them. They have time and again shown themselves to just be these extraordinary. I mean, they are badass people, really. They are just, and they yeah. just come forward. And if there was a community that ever, was maybe not treated well by the country and had the right to be bitter, it's them and how Mm. they continue to come forward. This this one that you were just talking about is another example. So every time I hear those stories, I get a little happy because I know so many personally and I've had so many of them personally impact my life, my children's lives, and now I get to hear their stories. I I love hearing the stories of the Vietnam veterans. You could probably sit down with all these people that come and just do nothing but listen to their stories and just be blown away by them.
1: That's the uh, that's the biggest take back that we, we get
2: is that, you know, we take a lot of people sailing and when they open up, that it means the world to us. I mean, that's, that's why we do it, you know. And uh, I mean, partly why. I mean, you know, it's one of the benefits. It's hearing their stories. So... Yeah.
3: Uh, you had mentioned that you two don't get to do much sailing more. Are you looking for volunteers maybe to take over some of the administrative work so that you two can get back out on the water, or is this just the way it's going to be for now?
2: I, I have no idea. <laughs> we could t- we could definitely have help. Yeah, volunteers. Uh,
3: is it just you two running all of this?
2: So it's uh, it's we uh, started out sail ahead, okay. but pretty early on, our whole family got involved, even our youngest sister. She uh, she does. She takes all the notes at the meetings, <laughs> nice and quietly in the corner. And she your no,
3: sister in the corner.
2: She prefers the corner. <laughs> right? But um, how old is she? She is now. Actually, she's gonna be fourteen soon. Yeah. So she was our age when we started. Great. Yeah. And then uh, my other sister, she's uh, six. She's gonna be sixteen soon. And she is the um the official photographer, I guess, of Sailhead. And wow,
3: I've seen those pictures. She takes some really great pictures.
2: Yeah. So for her. yeah. So um, so we we started, you know, on the snowy beaches in Oyster Bay, in 2013, and uh, Sailhead kind of picked up. But when we really, um, the real uh, for me, the, the turning point for Sailhead is when we were joined by our mates, and I don't know if you read about them on uh, online. Mm-hmm. But our mates are um, 219 veterans and active duty members, uh, most of whom have taken their lives, you know, due to PTSD, depression, or they just couldn't readapt to civilian life. And um, what we learned by carrying our mates is, um, well, first of all, they come with us wherever we go, wherever we sail, they're on board with us, and we treat them like humans. At first, you know, when we got our mates, they were just names on a tag. And then we would get in touch with family members and we realized like it hit us hard that and you know more than us that when someone's sent abroad or or someone's in the military in the service, they sacrifice so much but so do their family members and their their close friends. Right? So because of that we're we've we've Sail ahead has become more than just take veterans sailing on the water, but also it involves the family members of veterans. And so we've we've been in touch with the family members of our mates, and we've dedicated a whole page on our website to write about their loved ones who have passed and took their lives. And the the event that we just had in Washington was to honor uh, Army Specialist Ryan James Day his name tags ready. Um he was stationed in Tacoma in um, in Washington at uh, Fort Lewis and he was part of Second Ranger Battalion and uh he had a very particular case of PTSD, so to speak, because he didn't have your typical PTSD. Um he just as his dad tells us, you know, he uh He he was the the army um, trained him to be on, so to speak. Like, you know, they train you at such an extreme level of heightness, and there's no off switch. So, he had all this adrenaline. You know, he did two tours in Afghanistan. Um, And when you come back home, you know, for a lot of people, it's a lull. And and so, he wanted that adrenaline rush. In fact, his body would give him adrenaline, even when nothing was happening. So, of course, uh, one day, you know, he played Russian roulette and he lost um, and so um that's just one that's one case that's very particular and uh he he died when he was uh, 21 years old 21 years old in uh, 2014 So yeah.
3: Did I see that his father came out to an event was that
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. so his family lives in Colorado And we decided to dedicate this year to Ryan and his family. So uh, Ryan's mom, his dad, and his two little brothers came out, well, little. Now they're uh, 20 and 14. Mm -hmm. But uh, they flew from Colorado over to Tacoma, Washington to be with us and uh, participate in the event. Uh, It was a huge success. We had nine sailboats, one powerboat. And if you've ever been to Washington, you know Mount Rainier. It's a. It's a. Excuse me. It's a beautiful volcano that looks like a mountain with snow on it, and it was just. It made the whole. The 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 amount of healing that took place on those boats was magic enough, but the mountain just made it surreal. Yeah, and we were also joined by another mate of ours. Yep. Tanner Volkers, who was in the Air Force, and. His family's from Idaho, and they drove over to uh, Tacoma, Washington for the event. And it was just to have two families there of our mates. You know, it was, you know, of our mates. And that's when Sailor became national. It's We started contacting these families all over the country, Louisiana, Missouri, you know, I mean, Oregon, Idaho, Washington. And at our event next week, we're going to have six families now of our mates. Wow,
1: that's amazing. And
2: so... We're actually, uh, we actually raised enough money to fly them all over from where they are, free of charge to them. So they'll all be flying over. And as opposed to uh, renting out a hotel room, we thought that what better way to show that the communities behind them than to ask our neighbors and local members of the community if they could house them for a couple of nights. Oh, my goodness. So right now, we're working on getting the community to house them. Because I feel like it's uh, it's a bit more powerful if you come all the way from Louisiana to stay in someone's house than in a lonely hotel room. And that's the idea. We're, we're all trying to uh, stay close together so that we can have a barbecue like the night before the event. And then we can all go together. And that's oh, the idea. That's amazing. So do you know the...
3: the unintended side effect is you're also breaking down some stereotypes about new yorkers because everybody thinks we're so <laughs> obnoxious right i mean
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
3: thank you on behalf of being a new yorker i thank you very much for representing us well and nicely. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so <laughs> i have to ask now uh, do you two do you two have any interest in in joining the military i mean you're so invested in it and this is not a good or bad. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious because you you seem to understand the military and what they go through. So Have you ever thought about it? And considered it?
1: We're uh, we're asked that
2: question kind of often.
3: I know. So I I can see on your faces. Oh, here it is. That's a question, <laughs> I was already speaking. I couldn't stop.
2: Sorry. So. I know, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, sorry. Some people say, So, when you join the Marines, and I'm like, No, <laughs> <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel
3: bad. I don't want to set you up and as if you know if you don't join, there's something wrong with it. But it's just pure, I mean, clearly,
1: you should yeah. have such a. So, um, wrong. there are uh, proportionally, there's a
2: very small amount of Americans that actually go to the military, right? And uh, so they they have um. A very hard time when they come back to civilian life relating to people because no one really understands
1: right.
2: that's what makes it so hard for the family of our mates is that when one of uh, our mates takes their life at home no one knows why and sometimes the family members are, i mean it's, it's very hard to lose a loved one and uh even that is hard to relate to but it's just because they're in the military makes it almost impossible to relate to someone. So what we do actually is with our mates, we set up this system where uh, the families of our mates can actually get in touch with each other so that uh, if they're ever having a down day, they could pick up the phone and call someone who knows exactly what they've been through or what they're going through and they can help each other out.
1: You but, are
3: amazing. You, you are aware of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Seriously. But, I mean, the amount of ways that you are impacting these families and the community and what you're doing. I mean, it's not normal. It's awesome, but it's not. I mean, just take a second and give yourselves a little pat on the back because it is really, really awesome. I mean, as I am, a obviously I'm a military family. I lost my husband in Iraq. Um, so personally, I feel a great appreciation for people who, who even take a moment to, to acknowledge or support our families, let alone people who take it to the level you do. Professionally, I work with veterans every day, and I'm involved in organizations. I know hundreds and hundreds of military families, and I I need to just take a minute here to let you all know the impact that you leave on lives um, like like mine. I mean, I haven't participated in your program, but I know what it's like to have people reach in and impact your life in the way that you guys are impacting lives. I mean, you're actually helping people um, through some very, very difficult times and you're leaving an impression on them that's going to stay with them for their entire lives. I mean, what you are doing is going to trickle down into so many different lives and families. So I want you all to just be a little extra proud of that sometimes and and understand that it's okay to to, acknowledge it sometimes, okay?
1: there's too much work though you. <laughs> it's so, great.
3: it's really it's very warming um I, we look forward to following you all and sharing your stories and and your events one day maybe we'll make it down there to yeah, you not- in person did i hear something about ghosts so who was taunting you with some ghosts or something with farm some animals right was that you that was you right <laughs>
2: that was, that was, yeah i just i just want to add that um Back, back to your the question if you ever thought of the military. Yeah. I, I've definitely thought of joining but after sail ahead, um, yeah, I continue to think like you know, it is nice to be part of a team and, and especially serve your country like this. But Sean and I, like the way we see it is we're we're already at the front lines, you know, except our battlefield's at home. So we're we're an apolitical organization, a religious, you know, we don't talk about that, but When we send people and kids, especially, you know, abroad to fight for us um, and stand up for what we believe in and they come home and they're literally left for dead, uh, you know, that in itself is a war front. And so we consider ourselves to be at the front lines at at home. And uh, it's arguably a, a front that is far deadlier than the war in the Middle East because the VA said that at least 22 veterans commit suicide daily in the United States. That's uh, 8,000 a year. In one year, you have more casualties at home than 15 years of fighting in the Middle East. Yeah. So there's a serious, serious issue in this country right now that uh, we feel uh, is not sufficiently addressed. So um, we go where we feel we're most needed, I guess.
3: So I'm, I'm glad you said that because that is a very important and we have, even just in our short time since we've launched American Snippets, we've um, had this great opportunity to speak to people who do, who, who have the similar goals as you. But now we've talked to um, somebody who has, who works at a gym. He's an NFL athlete who has this gym for players, David, before uh, and he works with civilians and veterans in, in his gym to bring them together and do the same thing, but through different venues we work with uh Micah Fink we talk to Micah Fink he has uh, heroes and horses in Montana he mm-hmm. takes veterans out with wild mustangs that he's gentle and takes these out in this hashtag and not a vacation now we've got you guys um out there on the ocean doing these things so i think it would be wonderful maybe if at some point you know, maybe our government would pay attention to the all these different ways that you can Help our veterans and the responsibility we have towards them. And look at three people that are doing or three sets of people who are doing this all over the country now, you know, pink, pink, pink. Um, and what a great example that you all could be for the government. If the government came calling one day and said, Hey, Duclay family, would you be interested in coming to meet with us to discuss ways that we could help our veterans? You'd be there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So maybe we'll send this link up to our representatives and all that because it is just so inspiring and I'm so happy to hear that you are there to take care of these families and these veterans when they come back. It's such a such a big gap that's missing mm-hmm. and I think um, I know the veterans are super grateful to you too as well. What are your plans for sail ahead say 5 years from now? If you were to look well, down the road 5 years.
2: Uh, well as of right now we we have a uh, six Team, six core programs. Like we're not, we don't just take veteran sailing every weekend. We we have events, we have different training uh, teams, programs, and not all of them even involve sailing um, because we know that you know people, some people just don't like sailing. So uh, we have a safety team, you know, a nursing team. Our racing team is a hot one because um, our racing team is run by a, a 13-year uh, special forces. Um, an sf guy a green beret and uh and and racing gives military uh men and women um the same things that they had when they were you know abroad um in the future we kind of just hope to expand on all our teams so that we get we can train more veterans to sail so that they in turn can sail with other veterans we always say that you know we're boys we're civilians We can only connect so well with a Vietnam veteran guy or someone who was in Afghanistan, you know, Marine. So to, to train other Marines that say to sail with fellow Marines, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that'd be huge. And their connections that they can make would be immensely more impactful than what we can do. So for me, at least the way I see it is we're already nationwide this year. If we can hit more families and, 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 Get in touch and contact, with, and create a better, bigger community um, among veterans and family members, and the sailing community. Then uh, that's a, you know that'd be a success for me. Yeah, we we have different goals for different teams, and uh, and for Sail Ahead as a whole. For example, uh, for the racing team, we plan in two years to be able to do the uh, Bermuda race. So that starts at Stanford. No, it's from uh, Newport, Rhode Island, and you just sail to uh, Bermuda, and then uh, so that's that's one of our goals. Uh, we also plan, like Ken said, to just keep on growing. We receive phone calls from people in Boston, LA, that they want to start uh, Sail Ahead chapter over there. And we're not ready this year, but maybe next year, or the year after, we might want to start a yearly event and just to get our foot there, just to get a beachhead, and then to then work on and get more but uh, our growth is very slow and that's okay that's how we want it because uh, we want to maintain the what we believe to be the high quality experience that these veterans are having with us because uh, i think if you mass produce anything you kind of deteriorate the quality a little bit so uh, in five years i think we both still see uh, us doing sale ahead but um we don't want to grow too fast because uh, we don't want to let any veterans down because this job, even though I'm not being paid for it, (laughs) this job is, um, is, I don't want to say more important than my high school friends who are delivering pizza, but it's a bit more important than delivering pizza because if, if I let someone down, it could very well mean, that person is going to take their life. Yeah. So if, if my friend lets if he messes up, someone gets a cold pizza. So it's, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we said that within three years time, we took a thousand veterans to the water and it sounds cool and all, you know, it's a big number, but what we really care about is how many lives we've saved with our sailing and healing activities. You know, that's what, that's what, means the most to us
3: it's a big deal it's a big deal what you all do if somebody wanted to find out how they could help you or get involved or maybe refer a veteran where can they go
2: our website uh www.saleahead.org um we have a facebook page we have a facebook page as well and uh you can tell them to donate and donate doesn't mean only money Donate means I mean money's definitely appreciated, but um donate also means boats because in order to take people sailing, you can't need a sailboat, and then um there's also time. So you can donate your time as a volunteer. If you have a unique set of skills, like if you're a doctor, you can train some of our vets to be CPR certified. You know, if you're a sailor, you can maybe come out, teach some of our veterans a little bit. So you, you can donate, do, donate, but there are many different ways to donate. You can donate contacts, you know, people who would be interested in
1: helping out and things like that.
3: Great. So mm-hmm. that's sailaheads.org. And yes. you're also on Facebook, yeah, I know that you return messages because I message you <laughs>
1: so, by the way barbara, that one
3: out Tech, huh?
2: yeah. and by the way barbara and and we really appreciate you reaching out to us and the American Snippets <laughs> and your whole team. You guys do some wonderful, wonderful things as well, so kudos to you
3: thank you
0: all right, all right, there you have it, man. I am so impressed with those two young men uh, I'm kind of speechless. Those two guys are absolutely awesome. And if you want to learn more about the DeClay brothers, uh, be sure to check out our featured article on Sail Ahead by visiting americansnippets.com forward slash zero seventeen. Look, today's youth and millennials honestly could learn a great deal from the DeClay brothers. What they are doing for our veterans is nothing short of incredible, but they could also use our help. So please visit sailahead.org to learn how you can contribute and help out. Let's help more vets with PTSD get out on the ocean so they can experience the benefits and the therapy that sailing provides. Now, if you're inspired by these two young men as much as we were, please help us bring awareness to their amazing story, mission, and organization by sharing this podcast with a friend. Make sure you tag us at American Snippets uh, so we can see it and interact with you. And I just want to remind you, it's our mission to seek out doers like the DeClay brothers. And you can play an important role in that by helping us get the word out about our podcast. So leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are pretty much how we get found and get discovered. And the more reviews we get, the more people will see us and the bigger impact we can make. These are stories from exceptional Americans. And these are stories that deserve to be heard. So leave us a review. Now, before I let you go, um, we featured this, this company before on previous episodes, uh, and it's called Thrive Market. Now, if you haven't checked it out yet, I, I, I highly recommend that you do. They offer an amazing market of healthy food and lifestyle products at really amazing reduced prices. Uh, their mission is to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Now, here's the best part. When you join, you'll get a one-month free membership, but you'll also be giving back when you join as well. You see, when you buy a Thrive Market membership, you're also donating one to a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or student. It's a real easy way for all of us to pay it forward, eat healthy, so we can all thrive together. So more information on that, just go to americansnippets.com forward slash thrive. All right. That wraps up today's show. This is American Snippets. We are living, defending, and promoting the American dream. And remember, as Americans, it's not just our right to pursue our dreams. It's our duty to help others do the same. So we'll see you next week. And don't forget to share this with a friend and leave us a review. See you next time.